They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. They talking all of they talking all of they talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host for tonight, Ailo Aaron Lloyd. I'm joined by the the Awoken Actify Eric Tremvicki. How are you doing, buddy? Oh man, I'm good, man. Just you know, I've been dabbling with some gimmick infringement. I miss prep so much, so I've just been trying to fall asleep every time we're supposed to record the show. Yeah, but I'm I, awake. No beer in hand, guys. I got coffee. Yeah, I'm not going to hit you with the Homer, the Homer Simpson this week. Uh, like that mug, by the way. Uh, shout out to P's and Q's, N- nicest guys in the world, man. I asked him. Actually, shout I actually asked the them. Christian, Christmas gift. Yeah, I actually asked him about that shirt on the um the, the please and thank you shirt, and then he said he didn't mm-hmm. have any more. And then like right after that, he went into this whole spiel of like. Congrats on your daughter and this and that. <laughs> and it was like, yeah, wow, you remember? Like, g- gotta love Key in the mold there. P's and Q's. Everybody check oh, yeah. them out. All right. So, um, Family. we haven't spoken on the show in about maybe three to four weeks. So, uh, a lot happened. Money in the Bank passed. Raw is still terrible. Eight crowds eight, are back for WWE. Crowds are back for now. Hopefully, with all wrestling, because we're hearing different things about this whole new variant out there. And a lot of venues, they can't hold the capacity of the, of the um, for the venue. So a lot of things are going on. So catch me up for the last few weeks. What have you been, what, what you, what have you, what have you been watching? I'd say it's kind of safe to say I've been uh, watching everything. Uh, I don't miss Dynamite. Um, I, I did not see being uh, BTE this week, but I've been watching Raw the past three weeks. Um, I'm behind on SmackDown. I never watch it live. Usually I watch it a day to three days later, just kind of because of my schedule in life. Um, I did watch Money in the Bank. I did enjoy the show. Uh, Raw, quickly, even with the crowds, it's just kind of weird. It's not, not as enjoyable. Um, nobody can tell me. I'm, I, I, I do hear on other shows, uh, you know, or busted open, I hear when they're reviewing how great SmackDown is. But you cannot tell me SmackDown is more entertaining than what Dynamite is, gives. I mean, I, I find myself after an episode of Dynamite the past two weeks, I'm like, ah, damn, this is over. I really can't wait the next seven days to see what they do next. And I can't tell you the last time over the last 10 years, WWE has, hasn't given me more. They've, they've given me maybe 10 times over 10 years where I'm like, the weekly show ends, and it's like, oh, can't wait till next week. Yeah, so for me, uh, I did watch Money in the Bank as you did. I wish we really had. I wish we really did that show to re- review it because I really enjoyed it, especially with being the first pay per view with fans back. I thought that Money in the Bank ladder match was awesome. That that was the most fun I had with a match in a long time. Uh, so, like in retrospect, I'll probably give that show a high solid knocker. But that ladder match in itself was a match of the year candidate for me. Edge and Roman Reigns, yeah. they, they had a great match as well. Rhea Ripley and Charlotte. As much as that, the crowd tried to shit on them from the jump, but they kind of sucked them back in. It's three It's three weeks later, so a lot, So that the whole memory thing is gone. Yeah, you probably yeah. Re- re- Char- a lot Charlotte, I'll give you this. And, you know, she's been doing main events on Raw. She, all her matches have been hidden. They have. There's not a flaw with her matches. That You are getting people crapping specifically on her during her entrance, during the first half of the match, and she grabs the crowd, balls them up, and puts them in her pocket. Yes, definitely. And especially with that match, like giving them the finger. And like I love how Rhea and Charlotte actually 
they took their energy and turned it against them. They had a terrific match. I really did enjoy the show. Personally, on the cock, I've been I've been uh, I've been listening a lot to uh, Conrad lately and Kurt Angle, and they recently, they recently did a show about the July fifth, two thousand one SmackDown. So wait, Angle show com- comes up on Peacock? No, I'm saying in general, I've been listening um, to Angle's show, and then on the cock, I've been going back to old SmackDowns and watching got, what they've been got talking it, got it, got it, got it, about. Got it, got it, got so uh, got it, got it. a few weeks ago, Angle did a watch along with the July fifth Raw. That's the Cowboy Hat episode. Okay. So, uh, so I just been watching old SmackDowns, watching that ridiculous. Like, oh, like, who knew? Like, the Austin heel turn at seventeen might have been the biggest babyface heel turn because it's it's so good. He was so, he was so good. Like, I, I can't take anything he says seriously. It was so funny. So I've been watching a lot of that, and that's about it. I haven't really watched NXT. I've been trying to catch up on AEW because I think, like you said, AEW for the last, again, the last since they've had fans back. They've been the best Russian show on TV, and prior to that, I would say SmackDown was, and then probably AEW second. But AEW, especially since they've got fans back, they've actually had the best show. We'll kind of get into that right here. So we're a little late about these these reports, but so we just smoked this fire. So we can assume that CM Punk and Daniel Bryan are reportedly heading to AEW. Um, CM Punk would debut allegedly on at All Out and Brian on the September 22nd episode of Dynamite. So, what do you think these signings mean for AEW? I'll tell you what, and it's been documented in the show, um, over the past three years, I have grown to be much more of a Daniel Bryan fan. But without a shadow of a doubt, I don't even want to put these – personally, I can't put these two signings in the same category. Um, CM Punk, in my opinion, if he is signed with AEW, if he does show up, uh, it is going to move the needle. It is going to catch a lot of interest from a lot of people. Uh, people that don't watch wrestling are going to be interested. Um, people that have stopped watching wrestling – People that don't like AEW are going to give it a shot. People that are on the fence of being done with WWE are going to maybe go more towards AEW. AEW fans that are already, you know, tooth and nail biting into the product are going to sink even more into it. Um, But to spin the question real quick. Now, obviously, the reports are the reports. Um, you know, nothing is really a surprise. However, for the full tenure of this show, and obviously there's a lot more, um, a lot more sources stating that this is a for sure thing, but what, what's your whole opinion on it? Like, what, what do you think? Is there the chance that this is like, you, you believe this is a hundred percent for sure? Um, the fact that has been reported so much. And granted, I don't know where these people get their sources from, but like I said, we're just smoke this fire. So there has to be yeah. something. There has to be something to this. And you know, it's like CM Punk has always said that he's open to coming back. It's just the money's right, or whatever he was, whatever he's quoted on saying. So I do have, I do think it's true, especially with the, like the whole Daniel Bryan thing. And you, you personally asked me about WWE working with Japan a few months ago, and Daniel Bryan is noted on wanting to 
work Japan. And with working with AEW, he can work work Japan. Cause I think W yeah. and I think WWE was were trying to get that get that worked out for like specifically for him. I don't think it would have been Japanese wrestlers coming to WWE. I think it would have been WWE guys going to Japan promoting WWE. That's what I thought it would have that's what I thought it would have been. So I do believe that the damn Brian thing is true. The CM Punk thing is fun. Especially the last couple weeks on Dynamite where everybody tr- with all the guys on Dynamite trolling actually kind of oh, yeah. um, the merch. Yeah, the mer- like Serena Deeb had the best in the world shirt. Uh, Darby Allen calling them out. I believe MJ- I believe MJF had some a little pr- a little shot at it as well. So I do en- I do enjoy like the whole aspect of A and W having fun with it because like I, I said, yeah. like, and this is my thing it, with the oh, whole. Go ahead. The one interesting thing just to 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 leave the AEW basketball court and go to the WWE's basketball court is kind of funny. Where over the past seven years. When they're chanting his name, whether it be a manager, a male or female wrestler in the ring, sometimes they acknowledge it and will throw throw it back in CM Punk's face, especially in Chicago, and say, like, well, he's not coming back. He's not doing this. I'm the best. I'm this. There, there's always kind of been a little baby clapback here and there. And then in Chicago this past week, every time they chant CM Punk, it's like, we ain't acknowledging it because – not only is he never wrestling, well, he ain't coming here. He might wrestle, but it ain't here. Yeah, and then so I, that that was a little detail to me, and I'm like, fuck, like this this really is real. And then CM Punk having fun with it. Uh, I'm not sure if you saw what he did on Twitter. They're saying that he unblocked WWE, followed them, etc. So he's kind of like yes, in, in on yes. it too. So that's one thing about that's the one thing I like about AEW. You know, they're not. And Renee Young actually is quoted on saying this. They, that AEW doesn't insult your intelligence, you know. So, yeah. so it's like they're not like just ignoring it, like WWE, like like this stuff never happened. Yeah. So I am enjoying that. And you said he moves the needle. I do think he moves the needle initially because it's all about how he debuts. And I know you've seen the meme about the AEW starter pack. You know, uh, somebody debuts and they face Cody, then they do it to yes. talk to Jericho yes. or whatever. Um, yes. I hope that's not the case. I'm not sure where he would uh, debut first, especially like the whole Cody thing. I, I kind of think that's kind of played out at this point for everybody's supposed yeah. to be Cody. Well, I, I and also if he's coming within the next three weeks, I, he's he's not going for Cody. Was it I Miro? Will, I saw is there a report if, about if, Miro, or am I wrong? About what something happened tonight? No, I could have sworn I saw something flowing around. No, on well, I'm just saying like he's. He's already, you know, like Cody's wrapped up with Malachi Black right now. He's not, that's not going to be over and done with. In, in my opinion, I don't think that's going to be over and done with. And then he's going to be ready for Punk. Um, okay. Plus, I just, I don't know. It's the only, only former WWE guy of like the big, like, you know, Jericho, Cody. Um, Mo- I think Moxley would be the only one that he maybe has something to go with just because last time they were in the ring together, Ambrose was, it was, he was Ambrose and he was a U.S. champion. This was before he did anything else. He was so fresh in that shield goal. Yeah. Um, I mean, but, all right, so hold on. I, I don't want to miss this one thing you just said. So I think you were kind of begging, uh, going against what I said. You said, uh, you know, I said, I think he'll move the needle. I said so, he would from, from the beginning. Okay. It's just about after that. From the beginning. Yeah. Yes. So I feel like there's a few ways that he can debut, and you're right. There are certain ways. If he comes in and we get 
the Sting. Like, let's say, I'm not sure when Sting debuted. I can't remember the date, but let's say he's been with AEW eight months, safe to say. Now, has it been less? December. December. Okay, perfect. So, uh, eight months. Yeah. So, in eight months, he's had two matches. So, that's the AEW version of, let's let's say, the WWE's a, a Goldberg. You come back two, three matches in a year. Yes, that would give us a short-term needle move. I don't know if this is what we will get from Punk. Um, I do know, um, you know, I'm the worst with names. Um, the guy that played the Arrow and had Stephen that match in all in. Stephen Amell. Stephen Amell. He just said on a podcast that Punk still can go because he he trained with him for the show. Oh, he that, also, okay. uh, The new show he's got coming out. CM Punk does have a role in it. He said he can still go. He said he could still move. Bubba said on Busted Open, I mean, even if you get Punk at 70%, he's going to get that other 30% back within a couple weeks. If we get what we've gotten from Christian, it moves the needle. I guess kind of like the only thing that kind of agitates me, like I kind of love that this is like, no, I don't love. I can't stand that this is like, is so known because it's like right now is not the time for me to fly to Chicago, but I'm like, (laughs) am i going am i not going do i go for the first rampage do i go for the weekend do i go for all out like what do i do um do i want to be like should i just be the fan that um, i gotta watch everything live watch it at home and pop like i popped in 2011 when he won the title and walked out on the company um it's very interesting i do wish in a way we would have got him actually like when we got Christian, where everyone, like a bunch of people I know, friend of the show, Richie said, like, if you we don't get Cena, Brock, or Punk, or Brian, it's a bust. No offense, you know, Jerrica, or we got Christian. It was a little bit of a bust because it was quite hyped up. Uh, I do wish we could have got Punk in a genuine surprise fashion. I wish it wasn't. Reported 50 times a day. Hey, he's going to AEW. You'll see him this weekend. So, obviously, as a fan, it's mixed emotions because, obviously, I want him there. I do just want the surprise. Let, let, let me have Christmas. <laughs> now, what do you feel about the Daniel Bryan thing? The Daniel Bryan thing's exciting. Um, I mean, I look forward to, I guess, actually referring to him as uh, Bryan Danielson. Um, he He's not going to be... So he's someone for sure. Like, I could see Punk. Like, I don't know. I would want to think if Punk's going to go back into wrestling, he's not going to want to work like a Brock schedule. Like, what are we going to get him? Wrestling at the four big pay-per-views? Are we going to get him wrestling on Dynamites and Rampage? I could see, you know, Brian going that, that route and wrestling a few times. I think he's going to want to, you know, I think we'll have a feud. It'll go for a month. He'll take some time off. He'll pop up in Japan, have a match. I would see if, if Brian comes in, we see him working from now to the fall. He disappears. You see him at the Tokyo Dome. He comes back around Revolution. Like that, I mean, I could see that happening. And it, it's it's one of those things, you know, a couple years ago when WWE was signing everyone, and I'm not knocking AEW for this because it's a unique time, and it's great that they got this extra hour coming out on TV. But – they have a lot of people right now. I'm not knocking them for any of the signings. I'm not saying they're signing too many people, but it's like if you do get Daniel Bryan and you do get Punk, you know, 
creatively, maybe it makes sense that these guys aren't on there every week. Obviously, I do want it from Punk because, you know, Brian, yes, he did lose two or three years due to injury. But I don't know. What's your take on the whole Brian thing? So you kind of hit on a point I wanted to touch on that I was going to talk about with Daniel Bryan. Uh, I don't know all the Japan tournaments, so you'll have to correct me if I'm wrong. So, like you just said, Brian comes in, does a couple months of Dynamite of AEW or in Rampage or whatever, and then he'll, he can go to Japan and do the G1 uh, and do Wrestle Kingdom or whatever, and whatever, and just come back. And you know how sometimes, well, not not sometimes, but they do carry over the storylines from Japan in AEW recently, mm-hmm. especially recently with with the U.S. title. So yeah, yeah. with AEW, I kind of think that's like. AW and all these other companies, especially like like they they have a, somewhat of a working relationship with Impact. I think you need to take that a little a little further. I think I, I think they do big yeah. time. You see uh, them Impact's working with Impact's tag titles are defended next week on Dynamite. Oh really? Okay. That's that's great right there. Um, you see NWA having they're having small parts on on, on Dynamite mm-hmm. and like Taz, Taz's Taz's little company. Oh, um, Team Taz. Bad joke. I'm just saying since this title exists. Oh, I got you. So, um, yeah. So, like, you see all these other companies working together. And at this point, at this point, I think. Yeah, at this point. Yeah, at this point, I think it's best for all these companies, you know, to work together to, quote, unquote, take on WWE. Because WWE, they don't don't see them as competition. Vince said it it himself because WWE is all about money. They can care less about their TV product half the time. But I think that. All these companies working together, they can actually, you know, make WWE kind of have to change their game up a, a little bit. Because I really do think that all these companies at this time, there's so much going on, and wrestling is in this little bubble. And Impact has talent, NWA has talent, and um, Ring of Honor is on the deathbed right now. At the, from what it looks like, they can use the. the um, they could use the spotlight a bit, so I do think that's what they should all should actually do. And with Daniel Bryan, that can actually ha- that can actually happen. And then, like I said, yeah. like you got NWA and Power coming up, which I also am very very excited to actually watch. I'm I'm actually going to watch that by the way, because I'm actually which one NW and Power, the women's pay per view that oh, Mickey Power, yeah. doing. So well, I'm really interested. So, in that. unless I completely write Ring of Honor off, um, I think Ring of Honor's Ring of Honor's doing some. Uh, they're doing a women's tournament as well, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool because I think I could be wrong. Uh, I know Chelsea Green's in that tournament. Mm-hmm. I'm sure she's probably going to end up at NWA. She is. She's in Impact doing stuff. So I mean, if you got Chelsea, Chelsea Green's hitting yeah. those three companies, mm-hmm. eventually she's going to hit AEW somewhere. Um, you know, you got EC3 over in Ring of Honor, but he's still obviously got that Impact relationship. <clears throat> they just their first event with uh, crowds. They kind of did a little little change with a, a couple titles. Who I, I think some people are probably going to be leaving, but I know they're going to be like re pushing people. So obviously, I hope all of the I hope all these companies, especially all the smaller ones, continue to succeed. Um, it's funny you just mentioned something about what uh, Vince saying something about not seeing them as competition, and he also did say he doesn't look at AEW the way he looked at WCW twenty years ago. Um, Words going around. I don't know if you you heard or read this too, but he mentioned something about yeah, you know, I guess they were saying something about uh, AEW doing a bunch of signings, and he said yeah, he's like I might even I'm paraphrasing, but he said I might even let a few more people go so they can pick them up. A day or two later, there goes Bray Wyatt. Mm-hmm. Do you 
what do you buy into this whole thing about everyone saying something about WWE may be for sale? Do you think that's for real? Do you think Vince could actually possibly let the company go from his family? Well, that that was going to lead into the whole Bray Wyatt situation. So I guess we'll go there now. So Bray Wyatt's been released. No more Bray Wyatt. And about that, I'll jump right into that. So I'm not sure if you heard about this new guy in char- like that's real has a, has a higher up in WWE. Nick Khan. Yeah, Nick Khan. Yeah. So from a big Only Khan I recognize Tony. Yes. Up. <laughs> yeah. So no relation. I actually Googled that, by the way, make sure. <laughs> but, um, no relation. So Nick Khan, he's known, as a, he's known as being a real businessman. And all the releases he had, he's actually made, you know, granted, we're all fans of these people. And this is the same thing with AW. Everybody can't get on the show. <laughs> you know, people were misused. I can, like, I told you, I came on here when the releases, the first wave of releases hit. I was upset about Chelsea and the Iconics. And I felt that they did the Iconics wrong because it was their own doing, WWE's doing, but actually it wasn't. It was Peyton's idea to break up, with, to split with Billy. She said that on a recent interview this past week. So, okay, I'll give him that. But it's just like the ones that I was personally said about were people that could have bring so much to the show that weren't given a fair shake. But when you have this roster of over, I'll, I'll give you a number, I'll just say a number, maybe over 200 superstars, it's like how many are actually on the show? And how many are actually sitting and sure. catering? Sitting and catering. It's like we can like these people all we want, but are they on the show? So for him, 100%. it's like it's about money. So when it comes to money, it's like, okay, this guy hasn't been on TV in how long? We'll cut him. And that's just, that, that's just business. You know, even it hurts. Like when you hear like Bray Wyatt, my reaction to the whole Bray Wyatt thing, I was stunned. You know, I wasn't like, I'm not even going to be one of those people that, you know how I feel about the people that bitch and complain. And then it, when, then when somebody's gone, I'm like, well, it wasn't so bad. Oh, it was underrated. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, no, I'll, I'm going to keep the same energy. Bray Wyatt's presentation from his debut, perfect. But he was fucking horrible. Be- presentation was there. Book booking, booking was indicative of his of his success. Book his booking was terrible. For like the initial. Yeah, I was John- gonna say because he. I'll, I'll tell you, and I, I'm I'm gonna keep the same energy. I was not a Bray Wyatt fan. <laughs> I did not like him. Uh, I complained in 2016 and 2017 when when this show first took off, or how I hated that some people made a. Uh, Mick Foley to Bray Wyatt comparison since I'm such a Foley mark. But over the changes of the Wyatt family, the expansion, uh, I think it was first his, his, you know, it was after his first title win. I wasn't a fan of his first world title win. But everything going on with him and Orin, I'm, 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 he's growing on me. And then, and then, you know, I definitely will say it was late, but the whole Firefly Funhouse it, Blues Clues esque character, the fiend, everything. Hook, line, and sinker became became a fan of them. Um, obviously, there's much more that can be said. However, I guess, and we can definitely, I want to stay on this topic. But over the past fifteen or so months, they fired at least sixty plus people. Oh yeah, is Bray Wyatt the most surprising release? Oh yeah, ever? oh yeah, no doubt because now. <laughs> You just said about. I mean, like, was another former. Oh WWE no! Oh no! Oh no! 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 Like, for example, people were shocked about Braun. I'm not a Braun guy. You, know, Braun peaked years ago. 
So it's like, yeah. it's like so, for me, you know how I am with the release. All right, all right, whatever. He'll land on his feet. Go ahead. You're, you're hitting on exactly where I wanted to go with this. Like the Braun thing, they dropped the ball with that so many times. And also it's less surprising because Braun's career was like this. Bray's was more than double the size. Bray, again, much longer tenure. Bray was leader of groups. Braun was muscle for Bray at a point. Um, Bray, you know, and then the craziest thing is like, yes, Bray within the last year, or um, Braun, I'm sorry, Braun was just universal champion. But it's one of those things, it's like, what else can you do with him? Mm -hmm. You know, he was won his first and only world title during the pandemic era. Um, yes, was he a good filler? Did it make sense? I mean, he is the prototypical what Vince would want in a wrestler, so that's why it doesn't make sense on letting him go. The the Bray one is is definitely very, very, very surprising. Um, almost similar to, you know, there's a few people, there's a bunch of people in NXT that were on TV and then gone. There was that one tag team. Uh, you know, then there was, you know, several girl wrestlers who were doing stuff, then gone. Uh, Alistair Black kicks Biggie in the head, then he's gone. But, like, Bray's, like, in the middle of this thing. He's still got this feud thing going on with Alexa that there was really, like, why do, like, we haven't seen him since Mania, right? Yeah, the night after. It, it is uh, definitely, def definitely head-scratching. Yeah, so the, the two things... Before he was a fiend, there were two things that, two stories WWE told well. The whole, the John Cena story initially, back at WrestleMania uh, 30 season. And the Randy Orton Wyatt family story. Other than that, he was booked completely horrible. And I said the, Daniel, the first Daniel feud. Yes, you're right, you're right, you're right. The presentation, perfect. But everything else that had to do with him was not good. And... But when we first saw the Firefly Funhouse, just like everybody else, we're like, what the hell is this Blue Clues thing going on? But that Firefly Funhouse thing and creativity, it kind of gave us what we kind of wanted as wrestling fans, you know, like something to actual, actually follow, something that had continuity and was something different because people complain all the time about... The definition of long-term storytelling. Yeah, like people complain all the time like, oh, we, we, we want something different or whatever. You get something different and you complain about it, but yeah. you got this, and it's like this is actually really good. And like I like I, I'm into Marvel, the Marvel movies and stuff like that. So like you see little Easter eggs, like you'll see a puppet or whatever popping out, popping out of a corner somewhere in a backstage segment with another superstar. Or you actually and you actually have to listen to Bray Wyatt's words. Maybe he's actually hinting at something, and his words actually made sense. So I don't. It's hard to say if there was a, a lot left for the fiend. Like you said, the whole Alexa thing that was basically for nothing. Because Alexa, you, you kind of got to wonder about Alexa now. It's like, is there a reason for Alexa to still be the way Alexa is anymore? Because this whole was this whole thing was surrounded around a potential feud with the Fiend, and we're not going to get the Fiend anymore. And Mickey James said it clearly. It's basically like, okay, you're fired. We make we'll make we'll continue to make money off you. Well, she's hundred percent accurate. She's not wrong. A thousand thousand percent accurate. And we'll, it was his idea. It was it was a creative idea. He came up with a character for himself. Whether it was his idea to include Alexa or not, it was his whole universe. Now Alexa's still dancing off of that universe. Yeah, and then not no obviously neither you or I are knocking Alexa for it, but it was a hundred percent the brainchild 
of Bray. Yeah, and then this is the fucked up thing. They fucked the Fiend up so early because you like the Hell in a Cell match with Rollins. Whatever that was, that ending was, they fucked that up. Then he wins. They rectify that. Fine. But then he loses the fucking Goldberg in Saudi Arabia. And then he wins the title again at SummerSlam. Loses a week later Roman Reigns, even though Roman Reigns has been phenomenal since. But they fucked him up so bad. And it's just like, where do you, like, where do you go after this? Like, he's doing this Alexa thing. I can understand. But it's like... What what is it left for him to do? Because y'all, 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 you guys were you guys didn't do right by him when you guys did have something good going on. And I'll admit, and you know, again, I, I'll say over the past two years with how he managed to play two characters at once, I definitely became a fan of him. But I'll admit, it, this is the definition, and I'm experiencing it. This is not realizing what you got until it's gone. Um. While we're on the topic of Bray and not realizing what you got till uh, it's gone, it's something we got to acknowledge. Speaking of social media, what do you think of Rhonda's tweet towards the fans in Chicago? Oh, uh, well, the thing where that tweet kind of sums up the former host of this show, <laughs> RPJ, because you can't say you want somebody and then contradict yourself and Put yourself over, and throw beach balls all over the place. So, Grant, I, I, I don't, I'm not one of those people that get get up in arms when I see somebody tweet something, but she's not wrong either. <laughs> Definitely not. Definitely not. With without a doubt, there is a uh, interesting thing. Let me see if I can pull this up real quick. There's an interesting little tidbit. So uh, I seen on a nice little slide back and forth. You know, it's funny, you know, uh, she's referring to, what, year and a half, two years ago, while she's performing, she makes the claim that during a Bray Wyatt match, the WWE crowd of fans is chanting, we want beach balls. So, again, you and I, we're not, you know, we're not knocking uh, him per se, present day, but we're not hiding from the fact that I was not a fan of him. You're not saying he was booked perfectly all the time. In the year of 2020, Bray Wyatt won award. Most overrated. In the year 2017, he won another word award. Worst gimmick. Oh, 2020, he won another award. Worst gimmick for The Fiend. Uh, 2017, worst feud of the year with Randy Orton. Worst feud of the year 2019 with Seth Rollins. Is this for Uncle Dave? Of the year, worst feud of the year 2020 with Braun Strowman. I'm almost halfway through. Worst, worst worked match of the year 2014 versus John Cena at Extreme Rules. Worst worked match of the year 2017 versus Randy Orton at WrestleMania 33. Classic. Is that 33? Is that the poster behind you? Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. You're paying homage to this. <laughs> I knew that's why I brought this up. Uh, worst worked match of the year. Pay homage to this again. Seth Rollins and the Hell in the Cell. And then worst worked match of the year, 2020. Braun Strowman at the house uh, against Brown, Braun Strowman at the House of Horror. So many, 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 many times, these beautiful fans that are crying for him now rooted him in for worst of the year for many different awards. So it is ironic 
Um, it's funny because that same night they're chanting for CM Punk. Uh, we're still doing that you know, for seven plus years, how much we miss him. But I don't think he won a dozen worst this of the years awards. Yeah, and last, like we, we, we also, we just said at the top of this, right when we hit on the subject, we enjoyed The Fiend. Bray Wyatt, the cult leader, Wyatt family, not a fan. Presentation, amazing. But everything else, not a fan of it. The Fiend, we were all in on. And that was, The Fiend was actually one thing that I could look forward to. In hindsight, I will say, I do wish there there was stuff about the, the, the Wyatt family that, in hindsight, I think everyone as fans will look back on and love. I know this is a match you reference a lot, and I don't, I don't remember it. It's a match I've been wanting to go back and watch it. I don't remember because it was a short lived. I think it was a one off match, but like the Shield Wyatt feud, like everybody like reveres that as like one of the greatest six man tags, if not the greatest six man tag. Like I don't remember the match or the feud, but obviously I was pro Shield. Shield went over, so it was like all right, it happened, it went, it's over. But we were there live. I'll never forget like the the four the eight man tag in Philly. The ECW originals versus the Wyatt family. Definitely some good stuff, some fun times. Yeah, and like I said, the Wyatt, the Wyatt film presentation was always there. And I was champion Luke Harper to be the, the leader of the Wyatt family from the initial epi- first episode of the show. Because like, Luke Harper is the best person in this group, and he should be leading yep. it. And he should have been in that match in the triple threat in um, the world title match at 33. It may, it, if it, it wasn't your words, sense. if it wasn't your words, I believe Prep, Prep said it. How do you got someone in your group that can that plays that can play Bray Wyatt better, or it better was me. than Bray Wyatt can play himself? <laughs> that was me. He's a better Bray Wyatt than Bray Wyatt. Yeah, and it was true. So he's gone. I'm I'm not sure if we'll see him back in WWE. I can see like people say there was budget cuts, and then you hear him dealing with uh, mental mental health issues because he's mm-hmm. uh, dealing with the loss of Brody Lee. Um, maybe he plus just his brother and father let go from WWE. Yeah, so maybe uh. Maybe maybe he'll come back eventually. Maybe he'll take, take some time off, but maybe. I, but see, this is the thing: he'll with that. become all elite. Yeah, and I think you might think I'm crazy for saying this, but if the world, if these internet people aren't frauding, I think this might be a bigger deal than CM Punk. I, it depends. It depends, as I stated, what capacity we get CM Punk. If we get CM Punk on a Goldberg Sting schedule, sure. If he shows up and do, and brings in his own faction, maybe with his brother or Redbeard or Strowman, some variation of that, and or one option of him starting his own thing there, or him replacing his best friend and taking over the Dark Order. Yeah, because m- m- maybe this take is just the new flavor of the week, the new shiny toy syndrome, but... I think that everybody keeps talking about, oh my God, he was so creative. He had his creative mind. He has to have his creative mind. And I think that he'll have a lot more creative freedom in AEW. And for the way you guys are reacting, this should be a bigger deal creative-wise and presentation-wise than CM Punk. And if you care that much about him, then then you guys will show up to support him. Again, obviously, I'm going record. I will not shy from it. I'm a punk mark. I just always think it will be hard to top anything with punk when nobody has ever left and it still gets chanted for seven years later. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
So once in a lifetime thing, it'll never happen again. Um, I mean, I, I say, I say even for myself, I mean, something that I will love about if punk shows up, the coolest thing is it's an, it's an award so much for fans. I mean, I've said it multiple times. Like I came back to wrestling because I caught wind that much of my childhood heroes were on TV. Taker was on. He was feuding with Triple H, getting ready for Mania 27. Um, Austin was coming back, doing this and that. The Rock was hosting Raw. And Punk's on commentary, and he captivates me. And then he does this stuff with Cena, and I'm hooked. I am a fan again after seven-plus years. Punk leaves three years later. And, yes, there was other stuff that got me to remain a fan. But for seven years, like many people, I bitched and complained and prayed, said my prayers and took my vitamins, hoping he was coming back. (laughs) So... I think there are probably people that stopped watching because he left that will continue. But I've, I hear a lot of people I've heard a lot of, uh, you know, there's been people on unsanctioned episodes of this show. There's been people I've uh, read, I see on social media, they got back into wrestling similar to me because of what they've seen punk do. Whether it was before 2011, shortly into the summer of punk and his title reign, but he really, he really has moved the needle literally over the past 10 years and caused a lot of new fans him coming back I, it's just it's not comparable oh yeah it's, it's going to be a big moment no doubt at all and if, I, if, if me and you ain't in chicago and you ain't sitting next yeah. to me i'm gonna hit you <laughs> well let me rephrase my take in the long term because of his creative his his the creative genius everybody like to deem him as which I do think he's a really he is a creative genius. I do think that, by the way. But I think that will have long, more better long term success than put CM Punk. I do think that if you guys actually show up and not be fake about it. Yeah, one more thing about AEW that I'm enjoying. You hear that? I'm enjoying it stuff from AEW. Um, As you should be. This whole thing, the the labors of Jericho, love it. But the idea of anybody. Kind of like anybody showing up. Now, granted, AEW does it often, but now, like I told you about this, with all the com- everybody working together, they got Nick Gage <laughs> to work a match with Jericho, and that was kind of like the last person I would actually think to actually show up in AEW. Uh, we got Hoobie this past week. I did watch that match this today. That match was actually fun. I did watch that. Mm-hmm. Um, but just the fact that, like I just said, like I talked about about all the companies working together. Just the fact that, like. You can see anybody anywhere. And yes. the, the continuity from where they are carries over is huge. So I'll tell you what, and it slipped my mind until MJF announced Nick Gage. So I don't know about you, but I completely forgot about the matches um, Moxley had to go through. Or was it Cody? Cody. I'm sorry, it was Cody. Cody. So I forgot about the matches Cody had to go through. and. Wait, actually, no, no. What? It was Moxley. No, it was Cody. Was... Cody had to go. Yeah. Cody had to beat Wardlow in the cage. He, well, it was the lashes in the cage match with Wardlow. I'm not sure what the first part was. Who Jeff Cobb faced? Cody. Uh, Mox. I think it was Mox. Then it was. It was. Okay. It was. Um. Yes, Jericho 
was putting Moxley okay, okay. through the, the five labors. Okay. So and it so again, it was one of those things I was forgetting in my head. I'm forgetting like because again, MJF's paying homage to what Jericho put Moxley through. So I forgot that it wasn't Moxley running through four matches with everyone from the inner circle. So, you know, first labor, he faces Spears, and I'm like, okay. Next week, he's facing one guy from FTR. The following week, someone else from FTR. Then he's going to face Wardlow. So, like, when he announced Nick Gage, I'm like, oh, oh, yeah, because Moxley had to go through Cobb. And then I'm like, okay, then then they pay homage and go back to the 90s and bring Juventud Guerrero, which last time we saw him was in South Philly at a House of Hardcore show, coming out with a cruiser, a WCW Cruiserweight <laughs> replica. That you so tried to buy. Awesome. It, it, and then now it goes it goes full circle and then it, it is back to uh you know next week labor number four he's gonna have to face ward though so it's cool he faces two guys from the pinnacle in between you get this death this very in at the moment hot indie wrestler of nick gage from the death match scene then you get a throwback to one of jericho's hot feuds from wcw it again this is why i'm saying you just said it's something you're enjoying from AEW. i just enjoy it because it's fresh. It's keeping you guessing. It's keeping you surprised. It isn't the WWE champion or Monday Night Raw having a match at the 10 o'clock hour. Yeah, and also, lately, because I, I didn't feel a lot. I didn't feel this way a lot when it came to AEW. I feel like a lot of this stuff, maybe because the crowd's back, but I feel a lot of this stuff actually feels like it matters more. Like, like Hoovy coming in. We haven't seen Hoovy in years. Me and you seen him in House of Hardcore, but it's like, they made Hoobie feel important, you know, and like yes, they did. And Nick Gage, it's like, like I said, they carried over continuity of like who Nick Gage actually is. So when you see Nick Gage, like oh my god, like Jericho might die <laughs> in this match. You know hey, Jericho, Jericho sold it. Like when he said his name, he looked scared for his life. Yeah, and I and I'm really enjoying that. I am, and um, I literally, and I know it caused a little bit of uh, you know, debacle. I almost ordered Domino's pizza just because of this. <laughs> <laughs> and I hate Domino's pizza. It's not even real pizza. The cheese don't even melt off. Right, shout out to the Domino's down the street from my house. Next, but down the street from the Walmart. Um, shout out to every pizza place in Westchester besides Domino's. <laughs> so, um, one more news tidbit of news. So, I'm not sure if you've seen this, but reportedly Adam Cole were contract is reportedly ending soon. Um. Shout out to One Night in Schomburg. My guy took a good selfie with us. Oh, he wasn't God. even supposed to be out there. Odd. Triple H has got to be going crazy. He, he, he's got like He might be released next. <laughs> at the, he should want to be released. Because like, I think Adam Cole... Imagine Triple H defeating Mira for the TNT title. Homage going over, definitely. But um, <laughs> I can't... I really don't understand how Triple H could deal with Vince because Adam Cole, face of NXT, he's done everything there. And I just got this feeling that he doesn't want to get called up because he'll just get lost in the shuffle even though he can talk. I just think that a lot of these NXT guys... Him, Champa, and Gargano should never want to go there. They shouldn't. Gargano and Champa, they have said, look, I'll quit if you come to the main roster. And think what Adam Cole is, although... Going to AEW would just be another talent going over there. Not not even just WWE, just another talent going over there to and they'll have more people now push somebody else down the card. But it's just like 
God, you him and AJ, the only Bullet Club members missing. It's like you can't, you I'm can't. Sorry, it's, it's like you can't lose Adam Cole. You, you just can't at this point. So that's my take on it. And because I, I honestly see this leading to a loser leaves NXT match between him and Kyle O'Reilly at Takeover in a couple of weeks. I can see that coming. Supposedly, Kyle or uh, Cole just signed a short-term extension so he can get through this feud. Yeah, so I, I think that's on. I think that's what's going to happen because, like, but I mean, the thing that's interesting to me is like, if, if that's going around, I mean, I don't think he wants to go to the main roster. I mean, he he goes to the main roster, he's screwed. So if he loses, it's almost the top, the the ratings are on the wall. You know where he's going? Yeah, because Britt's there. Um, the, he could have sex any night. Yeah, he can. Uh, one night everywhere, and then he has like his his boys are there, and it, it, it's just oh, oh, poor poor Hunter. And um, I'm this, waiting for Adam Cole versus Jericho. <laughs> by the way, speaking of Nick Gage, Matt Cardona's a fucking legend. I'm sorry, I, I know I'm late, but that was awesome. <laughs> that you know, he, was amazing. The fact of like this, this guy who collects toys in like theme parks shows up and shows up, and, and he is hardcore, <laughs> and he's taking pictures with the belt in Disney. It's it's fucking beautiful. It, it it is so beautiful to watch. He said he made more money selling his gear from the match than he made by competing in the match. I believe it because I saw what he was selling it for. A uh, elbow pad was like two fifty with blood all over. Amazing! I just had to put that over. And the other thing I got to put over before I forget, because I have not given this guy his flowers, is Pat McAfee on commentary. He is amazing. There was a lot. I said earlier, I I have I don't watch SmackDown. Oh, oh, we should have said it at the beginning with Money in the Bank. He was amazing in Money in the yeah, Bank. Yeah. That was the best taste of him I had because. One thing I popped for, the women's match, Naomi comes out and he's like, I've been waiting to say this. And he got hyped to feel the glow because she's a Raw superstar and he hasn't had the chance to commentate on any of her work. I mean, uh, a guy I work with is from West Virginia, so he's a huge, huge Pat McAfee fan. So he has watched some NXT stuff for his two matches he's in. But I mean, like, he's asking me all the time, hey, what's McAfee doing? What's he doing? And I'm like, he might be one of the greatest commentators in the past 15 years. And that's not even the, his best line from that show. So when Cena came back, Michael Cole was like, John Cena's here. And he's like, where? <laughs> and I bust out laughing. And like he marks out, like he like an episode of SmackDown, he's going to uh, a pedicure with Big E on ringside. He's marking out for Nakamura. Fantastic. So, he, he's giving Corey a run for uh, most fashionable. Fantastic. I love Pat McAfee so much. Also, while we were away, two week, well, probably about a week and a half ago now, we asked San Diego Comic Con. I'm not sure if you want me to run down everything that we saw elite wise, but what are you most excited for? Because we got a yeah, lot. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot to run through. I would just say like whatever's like your, your first handful of stuff that you know. I, so I'll say the past couple of years, whenever, you know, I'd say for sure, either when we're reviewing this stuff, if not, when we're reviewing figure of the year at the end of the year, um, one thing we've always brought up is what, what are you hoping for? 
I've always said the idea of a ringside exclusive Chainsaw Charlie. So we got to see the render, uh, uh, a non-colored render of that finally coming. So I'm very excited for that. A lot of great legend stuff um, that will be that will be hitting. Um, and off the top of my head, if I had to rattle off some that I would say would probably be like the the uh, top excitement. Obviously, I'm looking forward to the Bobby Lashley. We're finally getting a hurt business one. I was hoping we would get um, Shelton and Cedric as well. Uh, the Ultimates look great. I, I'm I, the face isn't good, but I'm excited for the Survivor Series Bailey. Um, that whole set is actually good. I mean, I, I won't need the. Um, I, I want to, you know, I want to say Cliff Lee, but I don't want the. I don't need the Keith <laughs> Lee from that set. I'm excited Did for you get the first a singles. Jey Uso. I got you. You got me the Chase Basic. I never got the Elite. Okay. I don't really even need the Basic, but I probably am going to end up with one of his Elites just because okay. it, it fits uh, a, a small collecting okay. thing. I, uh, I got. I actually, it's funny now that we say this. I am running through ringside. Now, obviously, I won't be getting this because it's a bad Basic Battle Pack. But I didn't know there was a uh, Goldberg Drew McIntyre Battle Pack coming out. It's got Goldberg in those uh, MMA style shorts. Um, the Santos Escobar, Rey Mysterio, Halloween Havoc, basic. Uh, that, that's something to look forward to. Um, yeah. Oh, um, the whole Royal Rumble set. I'm really looking forward to the Dakota Kai and the Big E. Uh, oh, last thing I want to mention. Uh, last two things. I'm excited to complete the Undisputed Era and camouflage, get the Adam Cole chase, uh, and then – this is the outside of Chainsaw Charlie. Or no, for sure. This is the number <laughs> one figure. Of the match. Oh, they could have ended it right there. You could call this an ECW. You call this an invasion. The RVD. I cannot wait to get. Uh, I'm gonna. I could almost want two of these loose. Put one with the the ECW TV title coming with the Bam Bam Legends, and then uh, one with the Hardcore title. And I don't know if you noticed, but that's the chase. Um, well, well, RBD is the chase. Not that attire, but he is the chase for that set. I don't know if that's still confirmed. Okay, well, well okay, I'm going over the link, the source I got from you. Um, I, the source I showed you. A while weeks, back, a while remember? Back. Yeah, because nobody yeah. was confirmed as the chase for that. Yeah, they, well, I watched a, a little, um, I watched a render about it, and, uh, I'm sorry, like a, a panel. And they mm -hmm. didn't mention anything about if um, if he if there would be a chase or anything. It would be obviously. I mean, if that if that is if there's a chase, it doesn't really matter what gear. I'm gonna get both RVDs, uh, similar to the Triple H SummerSlam two throwback DX Triple H's. I need on both RVD elites. I mean, I I, th I actually have all his basics except one. I think it's actually the battle pack. I split the ba the Rey Mysterio battle pack. I saw a mo uh, mock set of that recently. I'm like, might as well sell the Ray and finally get this. But I don't need a million basics. I got I do got a few Ray uh, Van Dam basics. But if he's getting elites, you need to get them all. I hope they give us a chase. I don't think we're gonna be that lucky though. Yeah, for me, uh, I'm going I'm going into these with a new aspect. I'm trying to see Dwight as less as possible. Um, so I remember when we first saw Elite 87 I was like I think I'm gonna get the whole wave I think I'm gonna get one uh, and that's Oscar. I can, I'm because Apollo changed Demister go ahead 
No, you go ahead. You, you're, you're everyone. I was going to ask you if that's the setup that I think it is, and then you said it. So yeah, continue. yeah, Apollo with the new U.S. title, but he already has a whole new gimmick already, so I could live without it. So I'm looking. So for, for you know me, belt mark. Mm-hmm. It's the first one with the new U.S. title, so I definitely need that now. Now, if if, if I get a like a a twelve a twelve to fifteen dollar catch it on sale. I'll buy it because if I bought just the belt, you know, the belt would have cost me like 10 bucks already. Exactly. So that will make it worth it. Uh, but from Elite 88, I'm looking forward to the Trish. It is a 2000 Trish. Black and pink. I'm, him coming with the hat, so we have to assume it's going to come with the coat. The Chase is the WrestleMania 18 red and white uh, maple, beef, maple leaf gear. Uh, I kind of got to get the Dominic Mysterio. I like that a lot. The him and Ray as a team. Yeah, uh, that that's a good one. I, that, that that's uh, and I think that's going to be like almost like a new mold because the I feel like the Ray with the straps. I think we've gotten one of those, but I feel like it's kind of it's laid out a little different on this. So I'm definitely looking forward to both of those. Um, in regards to that series before, I, I'm I'm going to need that Santos Escobar too. Uh, he's really grown on me, and that's going to be the first the first figure with the NXT Cruiserweight title and. You know how Vince talks about how he wants like this uh, this huge Hispanic talent. I think he could be that talent. I really do. I really think he can. Be. A, a lot, a lot of people do. I really, I just hate him because he looks like Omar from my job. Just <laughs> <laughs> really kills it, it. Kills him for me. So, yeah. so yeah, you did bring up the Bobby, the hurt business, Bobby Lashley. I'm looking forward to the the Braveheart Drew. We got an update on Nia Jax. I'm looking forward to that with the, with, with another women's tag title to complete the set. You you brought up the whole RVD thing. I can't wait for that. I was actually watching that match the other day with him and Jeff Hardy. The Hogan's a 2005 Hogan, not Hollywood, even though it's a Hollywood attire. Because it's actually from the Hogan Knows Best ever because it has his face on his Hulkamania shirt. Okay. I get I, It's supposed to be the ma- the, the Shawn Michaels match. Yeah. Um, and then, Which I, I would love. They should finally do. I mean, five, six years ago, they gave us a basic... Sean from that match. Let's let's get that elite. Yeah. Also from that line, not from Elite ninety one. That's not shown. Was Kevin Owens, Austin Theory, and Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn, I'm looking forward to, but even though we haven't seen it because that was not shown. Adam Cole with the camo gear and the new face scan. God, I hope he resigns so I get that. That's the chase, by the way. The camo gear. The camo is. Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. I'll I, I'll have to order that on ringside specifically to make sure I get it. Um, Elite 93, we got Karrion Cross and Ra- Raquel Gonzalez renders. Legends 13, Triple H, we have new face scan. He has the green tights underneath. Hurricane is a WWECW Hurricane. I- I'm good on that. Legends Ultimate. Okay, okay, okay. I feel like you said that in a text. So Hurricane, and again, because I wasn't watching, Hurricane was in WWECW? Yeah, that that basic Hurricane with the long hair, hair that's yeah. WWECW Hurricane. Okay, I always just figured that was based on like 2009, 2010, and I just figured it was like a raw job. Yeah, it was ECW. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we have so Leg- no, no affiliation with him as a cruiserweight champion? That was no. just him at, no. Sugar, or at Shane. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Um, and we also got Legends Ultimate now. So the Hall of Champions Batista, that was the WrestleMania 21 gear. This one is Vengeance 2005. It comes with the contracts and the different head sculpts. I'm looking forward to that. So I, I guess now the WrestleMania 21 could be my evolution, Batista. Uh, 
Legend 14 not shown, even though I know what it is. Legend 15 not shown. The Elite Vince build a the WrestleMania Heritage with the build build a figure of Vince AJ from 37 and allegedly Michaels from 25, Austin from 17, and we have another Brett that's going to be the complete that wave. The Rumble set. I'm looking forward to the Biggie and Dakota Kai. So I, I bought that terrible uh, Dakota Kai basic on sale because <laughs> I was like, she's ever going to get an elite? And then it was like, oh, damn. Oh, yeah, I, I was shocked. Was I couldn't believe it. And I SummerSlam, I'm, a pa- I'm passing because Hulk Hogan's blacker than me. The, <laughs> ul- the ultimate Kane and Taker is interesting. We got a Fire. live Those event Kane for pre-debut. You know, like well, you can you have the different style hair where you can see his ear, and that's yeah. a new new whole head. Yeah, that that's the only thing that makes me want it because I thought the whole of champions. I thought it was a two sleeve king, but it's not. It's a one sleeve. But I kind of got a feeling that they'll come up with like a basic or something with the um, the hair pushed to the back. But I do love that head scan. But I might pass on it. The Undertaker is from WrestleMania 14. It's it's strange because all the Head scans don't seem to be from WrestleMania 14, even though the attire is. The rest, I know one is basically based on the basic 100. I know that for a fact. I do, I do like because it could, oh, what, the one with the, yeah, the, the, tongue, the tongue out. out. But I, I do like because it really is good for those years. I mean, I see this and I'm like, wow, this is like, yes, I know it's based off the 14, but it also reminds me of Taker from the, the, the match where Sean gets injured. It reminds me of the Hell in the Cell. So I, I'm, I'm a big fan of this Taker. Yeah, and then also we're going to get an Alexa Bliss, and we saw the fan takeover, Ultimate Warrior, WrestleMania 6 1. I'm up in air about that one. Because, like, two I'm, belts kind of make it a little nice. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a Warrior guy. Like, I only have one Warrior in my collection, and that's the Hall of Champions one. So I'm not I sure think if I, I only had three. I, I sold some mock. I, like, there's one I sold, the, I think, like, the first or second time I sold mock figures to, uh, to Dwayne. I was like, damn. Do I need that warrior? Because I'm like, man, I got a really nice Macho Man collection. Like, should I be keeping those like larger names? But I'm like, yeah. So I don't think there's really any I need to go back. I mean, I did. I sold my Ultimate War Warrior from Series One. Mm-hmm. I cleaned up on it, so it's like, yeah, I don't. I don't need to go chasing him down. Yeah, because I'm. Um, not- I do. I did still. Want, I kind of wanted that Royal Rumble one, but now it's like, well, this comes with the yellow eyes. So it's like, yeah, you just need one or the other. Yeah, yeah, because I'm, I'm the, like, even though I love that WrestleMania six match, I'm, I'm up, I'm undecided if I want that or not. You love that match? I do. When we reviewed it. I loved it. Mm-hmm. it, it Quick all... question: When you you were talking about Hogan being blacker than you, were you talking about the Survivor Series? Yes, yes. Okay. Quick thing. So I don't know if you you seen there. Ringside did post a uh, product sample one uh, where it's in the package. Mm-hmm. Um, now again, since this is a sample, I don't think the details are on it. But word is that all. I mean, we, we talked about it for the Summer M one. We're going to get to build a figure child Dominic. Um, the WrestleMania Heritage set. There's going to be a build a figure Vince McMahon. But supposedly the Royal Rumble and Survivor Series are also going to have Build-A-Figures. Yeah, Royal, are... Royal Rumble is Jimmy Hart. Oh, Jimmy Hart. Okay. Yeah, cool. and so the SummerSlam summer is going to be Dom. Dom Guerrero. Any word on what the Survivor Series is? Or I, don't think any... I don't think there would. For this Survivor Series, I'm not sure if it is. I know the only ones I have for sure are next year's sets. Okay. And the one thing I'm disappointed I didn't get a chance to see was the uh, – 
I don't I don't remember which Triple H won the fan poll for the ultimate take for the ultimate. I don't remember. I thought it was King of the Ring 2001. I didn't see that battle pack either. Yeah, that's a battle pack. We yeah, that's coming. Yeah, I didn't see the Triple H either. Is that supposed to be an ultimate? Yeah, it was a part of the Amazon voting thing, and I'm I for, I'm not sure if they announced which one won. If if I had to guess, I think it was the King of the Ring 2000. That one. I'm interested to see that if that is the one I won because I know it was between that one. Then it was a 2006 version of DX, and then there was a current Triple H. But we got two current Triple H's already that are literally identical. And then we already, and then the only Triple H we don't have really is a 2006, but the first Ultimate was a SummerSlam 99, so we still technically don't have a 2000 Triple H. Um, so I, I, I'm looking forward to actually seeing that. And, um, I I I I showed I based that ultimate kind of off Royal Rumble. What? Oh, um, because of the tights. Cactus. Yeah, because um, he he wore that silver chain link vest in the summer '99. Mm-hmm. But it, but the trunks are the same. It's just two, it's Royal Rumble 2000. So I'm 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 interested to see if that if that's the one that won. I want to see the the scans that it comes with that it comes with because hopefully we get some new Triple H scans. And in the, for my AEW stuff, we didn't see anything from AEW, but I did get my Sheeta in. Love it. I can't wait to do a figure of the year. Jericho, love it. Even though we're going to get the jacket pack. Look, I'll, if you buy it, I'll buy a jacket off you. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, oh, by, by the way, I, I, I haven't, we, we haven't talked about this. The crowdfund project, the new generation. So it's a good iceberg to to talk about. How but, many? Th- I heard you ordered three. No, I did not. That now, I was hoping we can come to some agreement if you did want it, but it is not like it does not look like it's going to get backed at all. And Bill McKenna says if this doesn't succeed, then they're not going to do it again. That was on one of the Q and A's that I actually did see because people keep saying, "You know, my crazy ass. If I buy this thing, I want everything in it." Yeah, and that, and that was my point. I was like, I think a lot of people are waiting to see if it gets close to, to the extra stuff to buy it. Because well, yeah, I mean, but like if I pay the two fifty and I'm only getting the ring with the one skirt, steps, diesel, and the stage. I mean, I'm gonna want the diesel. I'm gonna want everything that's in it. Yeah, because my my thing was, was like, look, if you want the other stuff, I'll buy the diesel straight up. And, and, and I feel like it's. <laughs> I feel like a day or two ago, it's at the exact. I mean, it's the fifth of the way there. Yeah, I think it's like a thousand eighty-one backers. It probably has been went up since less. Less, okay. One thousand seventy-seven. Okay, yeah, that's not happening because people keep saying like well, we should go to Raw stage or SmackDown stage. I was on a boat with the SmackDown fist or Raw stage myself, but, but that would cost a more. Lot, lot, lot more problems. Yeah, that that's, would cost yeah. more, and y'all would still be complaining about it too, saying because like. I think that would be almost $400, honestly. I think, you know, if they could have kept it at this price, you know, Cardona said something that really makes sense. Two other ring skirts, that should have come with it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I agree that, 100%. I just I think the way they it. did it was wrong. Um, if anything, I think they should have let Doink be the 8,000 figure. And I think maybe at 7,000, you get a barricade and ring mat. Because mm-hmm. like they keep like Myers was they were putting over the the stage. Now the stage is cool and all, but the lights and they said there's all this 
has all these bells and whistles to it, but it's it's not like the, it's not the most you know like it's it's cool, but it's not like the it's not like what everybody I think wants. But the thing you want is going to cost more money because I think that the raw SmackDown stage would be after this, but that will cost so, more money. The thing I like about this now it won't be perfectly accurate, but the cool thing is if you want it to almost be like. Oh, I wish I could use this with modern guys. Like WWE does do uh, retro nights. They do do flashback nights. So if you were to use this stage with this ring and you want to have a money in the bank match or you want to have your your current champions out there, this does work. Um, Yes, you know, an Attitude Era stage or a modern stage. It's kind of, and the modern stages are just kind of too weird because it's just a big LED board typically. The thing I really like about this, I mean, I I do fantasize about, you know, a full setup with a, a, a nice figure display. Mattel, I think, has given us three stages, and they're all undersized. This is, this is accurate in sizing for elites. Like, yes, can you walk? Can you walk in a, a Mattel figure, a six-inch figure, through all three stages? Yes. However, the stage is very undersized in comparison to all the elite scale rings. Um, and then also, they're terrible because they're all made too much about breakable pieces. So it doesn't really make them accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're really almost not even good for play. I'm a victim of that. I bought that uh, last Reckon stage because I figured out it would be good for some type of display. But... I almost I'm at a point where I want to try to get some type of like spray glue where I could keep the ramp together. The ramp breaks down in the middle. <laughs> I get the whole idea of like breaking stuff, but literally Mick Foley was never thrown through the stage. Nobody ever really collapsed, broke the ramp. So I don't know why they got to do that on every uh, they've done. They've done three ramps or three stages, two out of three Mattel stages. The ramp breaks in half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would love a stage too, but like, like if I had interest, you know, I would back it in a heartbeat. I just don't have any mm-hmm. interest. Like, I want the diesel. You know, if you want just the ring in the in the stage, I'll make it worth your while to split it with you. But I don't think it's going to even get back at all. Buck twenty five ain't bad. <laughs> yeah, it, it's not. So I don't think that's going to get back. Hopefully, somebody. Hopefully, there's. Some miraculous events happen, happen and it does get back, but I don't think it's going to get packed. Uh, and there was one more thing you wanted to bring up before we start the show. You said you want to bring it up. One of our little hot picks when we used to review on this show, when we used to just talk about stuff, you know, normally with the weekly product, they used to always find a couple nitpicks. Okay. Um, going up to Money in the Bank, uh, and you know, I was thinking about when we would be. Reviewing Money in the Bank, there was something on the Go Home Show of SmackDown that made me cringe. And it's something that happens monthly in WWE. AEW is not innocent or not doing this. Um, I don't know why it drives me up the wall, but I cannot stand how so often these days when there's a a feud with two two wrestlers or a ta- two tag teams and they're vying for a championship that every 
wrestler, the challenger, always at the go-home show, picks up the belt they're going to be challenging for, lifts it up in the air. It's almost like competing in your hometown. I, it's like the kiss of death. I know every time. When Edge went on the go-home show and he picked up the Universal title, I said, no, Edge, come on. You're not new school. You're old school. You never – Edge never – he wasn't about to challenge to win his first Intercontinental title, and he didn't pick it up. He – now, maybe I understand when you've already won the title and you're looking at your old title and you do something, but that wasn't something he was doing when he was challenging for his first world title. I swear, I think in the first 15, 20 years of my fandom, in comparison to the last five years, it didn't happen. Like, There's those rare pictures of like Owen with the winged eagle, and he never won it. There's, you know, pictures of, I'm trying to think of somebody else that, there, there, there's a few of them. There's not a lot from the 80s and the 90s of wrestlers with belts they never won, but it's so often, you know, everyone that's, when they're about to challenge for the women's title, they always pick it up and it's like, oh, you know, they ain't winning it. <laughs> they do it in NXT, AEW's had, like, I mean, there was the picture, what, Rest his soul, but when Brody Lee passed, a picture that went around a lot was him holding Big Platinum, the AEW world title, which he never won. Um, I, I don't know why this drives me crazy. Didn't know if you have any thoughts on it, but I just don't know why it is something that is so overdone. I had a different notepad the other the other week, and I was literally going to rattle off over the past five years. There was I literally fifteen different people came to my name and I'm or my head, but it's like. We, we've done panels where we discuss, like, oh, who's a great person that never won the IC title? Who's a great person that never won the world title in WCW or WWE or ECW? And if you come up with 10 names, there's probably one of those 10. You're like, oh, yeah. And, like, you can think, yeah, there is that picture of them holding that belt, but they never won it. And it's like this – I don't know why. It's just such commonplace. Well – as a kid, I loved it. The first thing that comes to mind when you bring that up is when the power trip took on the Brothers of Destruction and on the go-home episode of SmackDown, Brooke, Taker, and Candy were holding up both, all the titles. And like As a kid, like I was marking out. But like as I got older, I was like, okay, that means you're going to lose if you're doing the go-home show, specifically. So, yeah. so, so I was like, after a while, it wasn't like I, I became smarter about it. I was like, oh, they're not going to win anyway. So it never quite bothered me. I get your point. But it never quite bothered me to that extent. It, when I was younger, it was about the visuals. It's like, oh my God, they're going to win. They're going to win. Like, yeah, yeah, just, yeah, like yeah. A, then Monday Monday night comes around. I'm disappointed if I didn't see the pay-per-view. I'm like, oh, they, he didn't win. You know, but it, it, never, it never really quite bothered me. Anything else you got to talk about, buddy? No, I think that's, that's pretty much it. A uh, lot going on. Um... No, I think we pretty much hit it all. All right, so oh, I forgot to bring, I forgot to uh, plug this as well. So uh, if you guys enjoy San Diego Comic Con, make sure to go over to Ringside Collectibles and use promo code MN to save ten percent off your order. So next week will be the preview of SummerSlam. We will be back for that. Hopefully, I have a full house with me as well. So that's it for the show for X2 Fly, Eric and Vicky. I'm Alo and Lloyd, and we'll see you guys next week. Talking all of this madness, they talking all of they talking all of they hop on the top rope, but the land with his elbow. Got him now, put him down right now, hit him with the palm handle. 
tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. Fist the Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again. Fans mocking man, man, I hate my balls. Shut the Vince McMahon, it ain't shake the land off the cell. Fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome. Well, what I'm cooking, man, y'all off the smell.